Welcome to Wednesday Night Musical Osmosis, where intelligent, dissident thought meets melodic, euphonious reality. I am your musically magnanimous host, Nick the Saucy One Cat Source, broadcasting to you live, as always, from the shadow of Hurricane Mountain here in Tennessee. And I also want to introduce my percussively proficient co-host, back in Charm City from... I guess North Carolina, right? We were yeah, um, on hiatus for a little bit. How's everything going down there? Oh, Odell Norman, I guess I should say your name. <laughs> uh, uh, good, good. Everything is uh, doing well. It's, uh, it's, um, it's uh, a long, slow journey, um, but uh, so far so good. Yeah, pretty um, pretty weird circumstances, and I hope the people who follow the network aren't like, like are these guys making this stuff up? But it was pretty bizarre <laughs> That Fern had the exact same issue with one of her parents medically, had to go yeah. to Maine for like two months. So I was kind of doing stuff here and there, doing the summer of fun, doing kettle of fishes when I could. And then as soon as she came back, literally the week she's like, I'm back, I'm ready to jump back in. I get an email from you and you're like, well, guess what? I've got to yeah. be on hiatus for a little bit. And it was, yeah, like I said, yeah. it was pretty much the exact same circumstances, which makes everything scary at this age, right? It does. It really does. It, 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 uh, you, you put a lot of things in perspective. Uh, you know, you can't, um, you know, the days aren't guaranteed to you. But we'll just leave Amen. it at the days. I mean, one minute you're fine, and the next minute you get news that is, you know, life-changing. So um, appreciate your time here. Live each day to the fullest, man, because, you know, tomorrow's definitely not guaranteed. Yeah, I told you the other day, as long as I'm, I know how I'm going to make my bills and I've got D and the kids and, you know, I'm still in good shape health wise. Like, that's a win. Like, all that other stuff is. is kind of like preliminary it bullshit. That's yeah. a win if you have that stuff, which a I lot mean, of look, people don't. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. I mean, look at the what's going on, you know, in Texas and in Louisiana. You yeah, know, it puts it all in perspective. Yeah. Just last week, those people were perfectly fine. This week, their whole lives are completely changed forever absolutely changed for for the rest of their lives i cannot agree more all right um i want to do kind of like hawk my tawdry wares for a second because i know we (laughs) probably have some listeners some new listeners who haven't heard the show before um we've got a huge archive and i was looking at this today odell we're going into two years can you believe we've been doing this i know i know i saw that (laughs) because you know we always get the especially on facebook you always get the, the uh the the memories the memories post so I'm looking at it, I'm like, holy cow, it's been almost two years that we've been doing this. But no, it's been fun. I absolutely enjoyed it. Uh, talk and to we're back and now, too, because we yeah, were talking about yeah. shutting the show down, and now we're back. It's been a fucking roller coaster for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. But oh, yeah. Um, 
if you go to Tin Can, anybody listening, if you like tonight's show, go to tincan.media. A lot of people get confused and want to put tincanmedia.com. We've got our own extension. It's actually tincan.media is our network. Click on Musical Osmosis. Odell, how many people have we been lucky enough, honored enough to interview over the last two years? I mean, we've got Danny uh, from The Feathers, Joe from uh, yeah. The Dead Milkman, Mi- The Orwells, yeah. Yeah. Alex uh, White, Lu- Al Piss, Larry. Larry Demore from uh, Peg Boy. Um, I mean, Kim the from Yeah, Dave Kim from Jawbox. Kim Coletta. Yeah, yeah. Dave like, Smalley. Yeah. I mean, it's a crazy it, amount of people that we grew up. Just people who totally had an impact on us as musicians and as artists, and we've been lucky enough to. Oh, Rick Sims from the Digits. That's another from big the Digits. One. Yes. Yeah. And we've just been lucky enough to um, interview a lot of these people and, in a lot of cases, make friends with them, which I think yeah. is really cool, you know, for us, these people who were kind of like heroes when we were kids and people who definitely had an influence on my politics, how I see the world. And now here we are mixing it up every other Wednesday with them right here on Musical with, Osmosis. Right here on Exactly, exactly. And the cool thing is, is now we've we've expanded so much that um, I get requests from their friends that I, I have no clue who they are, but I see who they're friends with. And then also I go and look at, I'm like, Oh man, this person was from this band or he played in this band or he knows them through this and that. And they, you know, they'll send a little note saying, Hey, we appreciate the show or listen to it and, 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 and move on from there. But it's been great. It's, it's not every day you get to do this. And that's why I tell, you know, a lot of my friends and stuff that, um, and also a good message of DIY, right? I mean, because oh, we yeah. build this from nothing. We built this network from nothing. And not just yeah. musical osmosis. We do our political show and our yep. kettle fish show, too. And we built it. We didn't even know. I didn't even, you know, I was podcasting for three months before I even heard the term podcasting. I didn't even know what that <laughs> was when I, I was like, that's what I do? I just been that's calling it. it internet radio. And podcasting. <laughs> All right. Anyways, I want to touch on something real quick before we get Dave Victor in here. Let me touch on this real quick because I was going around looking for new music the other day. And I don't know if you've noticed this, Adele, besides for MDC, who just came out with an album and the Descendants came out with an album last year. All the bands we grew up with, they're releasing albums like nobody's released an album in two or three years. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh I mean, it, and it, I don't know if it's due to, you know, just your time being occupied with other things um, or the moment. I, I know a lot of times, especially the bands that we listen to, um, it's, it's got to be the moment. It's got to be the moment that they capture to be inspired to do, you know, to, to, to go out and, and, and do an album or take that time out of whatever other things that they're doing. Um, but it, when they do have albums come out, it's, it's a, it's really huge. I, you know, it's almost like Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm little looking at like, and Pennywise and Seven Seconds and all these bands. And when I was a kid, and this isn't just um, this isn't just punk, metal, and rap too. A lot of the rap yeah. bands, Jedi Mind Tricks and Immortal Technique, Army of the Pharaohs. Like these guys haven't released anything in two or three years either. And I just remember when we were kids. Like you knew, you fucking knew, an Iron Maiden album was coming out every twelve to like sixteen months, like right. clockwork. <laughs> 15 yep. years straight and now it just seems like we've gone into this weird territory because of you know internet and downloading music and mp3s right. that releasing content yearly just is doesn't seem like a big deal unless you're like you know a pop star or a country music singer 
And I'm mm-hmm. assuming Lady Gaga's of the world do stuff yearly. But it just doesn't seem to have the priority it did when we were kids, which is another way us old folks can say the world is changing. It's definitely changing. I mean, if you look at it, uh, for example, like, um, what was I watching the other? Uh, Conan. I was watching Conan O'Brien not too long ago, and Rancid was on there. And, wow. you know, I, I, I didn't even realize that they had a new album, but they have an album coming out. And, and, the, and the song that they had on there was excellent. And um, I was like, oh, wow, I had no clue Rancid, you know, put out an album. And, and I, I think another thing that really affects that is that there's so many smaller labels now that, or, or that you don't have the bigger label really pushing, you know, promoting um, the bands like they used to. There's so many small like, DIY, you know, DIY, uh, uh, DIY uh, labels that are actually promoting. So a lot of times you don't even see anything. Then all of a sudden it's like, boom, here comes another album from a band. Um, that I, I listened to, and I'm like, holy cow, I had no clue they were, they were coming out with an album, but here it is. Yeah, um, it's, it's yeah. a shame. Uh, if I could say something. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Dave, let's get you in here. And now, yeah. Mr. Dave Dichter. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, um, well, I might as well, uh, just putting out an album, shit, when you've been doing it for 38 years, you don't come up with fresh stuff every year, you know? Like, exactly. Uh, you know, you, it's really like every two, four, six years, we did a split album with the restarts in 2009, and then we did our last full one in 2004. And, you know, the band, you know, and also, you know, you're, you're also a different part of your life. When you're, when you're 26, everything is the band. All yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and, you know, people, you know, just have different things going on with their life, like people burying their parents and, or well, like you were saying before, you know, it's, we're at that age, you know, and I, I crossed the 60 threshold where there are no really guarantees for you if you're over 60, you know? Like, That's true. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and, you know, so you've got so much time and so much energy to do stuff. But um, I'm really inspired with, with, with this. Uh, and an old friend came back in the band named Russ Kalita. And, and Ron, Ron Posner, the, the guitar player, who's been with me from the beginning, wrote all this music and we just, you know, right away we just started like just jumping into it and doing it. And ever since Trump got elected, it has been almost like, we got to do something, you know, like, yeah. uh, <laughs> and you know, we, we put out the no Trump, no KKK, no fascist USA, uh, seven inch and uh, on, uh, on April fool's day. But, uh, you know, we wanted, you know, all of a sudden we realized it's time. It's our time. Uh, and the name of the album is mine Trump. And, um, it feels great to have it out. I mean, uh, I, I spent five days in a row in the studio for 12 hours a day. I've never done that in my life. I've always, always been the musical, you know, not the music guy that goes in there putting layer after layer in. But actually, right. very good Oregon diesel marijuana, which is very good marijuana for creating. And, <laughs> uh, and just got really into it and felt it and did it. I had a timeline and, and, we, and we pushed it across the, the goal line. And actually, right now, the album comes out on October 15th, but they gave us 300. Uh, they made an advanced thing, so we have them for our tour. Awesome. And, uh, well, I saw your so store the, was back up today, too, and um, the album's on your store as well. Yeah, I, I am putting it on my store. You know, uh, my sweetie store sells, you know, maybe one a day or something. <laughs> uh, Tower Facebook, though, you know, I put this little thing on my blog. Uh, you know, my, my thread there saying, hey, I got them, anyone wants them. And I, you know, I sold, I sold about 30 or 40 of them over the weekend. And, 
that's how we sell records these days. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I remember when we used to farm the Rough Trade and all Impact and all those other ones. They're all gone. And uh, yeah. the music business, we could, we could spend all day talking about that. Definitely well, let me pivot away real quick, Dave, from music, because I want to start off talking politics real quick, because you're somebody that grew up, you know, civil rights movement, Vietnam, the assassination of MLK, John Kennedy, and you're also very educated and well-traveled. And you yeah, know a lot yeah. about history, you, you know a lot, you know, in the educational realm, let me ask you as an observer, because you've got about 15 years on us. Me and Odell's in our mid-40s, so we weren't quite there yet um, during the 60s. Is this just like our equivalent of Nixon and you know corruption and LBJ racism and the, like the Kent State shooting? Or is this road we're traveling down in America, is this something absolutely fucking brand new? Is this a new dark road that this country has never gone down before? No, you know, I'd say it is a continuum. I mean, I kind of feel that way. Uh, I remember when Ronald Reagan was elected, I felt like walking off a building or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> the country turned their back on Jimmy Carter. And, you know, and then, of course, there's all these dog whistles and state rights means, you know, means uh, uh, segregation is what it means. Exactly. And, uh, and so, you know, they have been primed, and it was like a perfect storm. And, you know, a, a TV personality who's a crass, you know, not that fabulous soul, you know, is able to tap into, you know, uh, this, this despondency, you know. And, you know, it, it, it's crazy that they turned to the Republican But does it Party. feel different than it did in the 60s? I know you're pretty well, young. You know, you got nuclear war with, uh, you know, Korea. You know, any, anything could go wrong. Everything is is kind of it's just it's a weird it's a weird world out there you know we we are closer to the end closer to the end of global warming i mean it was pretty scary when ronald reagan had nukes if you remember that but mm-hmm. uh duck and uh, cover not, not to make light of the situation here this situation really is awful and uh that's why we named the album mine trump uh it's a five and a half minute song and uh hope you get a chance to listen to it sometime well, we're going to play it tonight When I got everyone else, let me say, um, let me say, uh, we're playing North Carolina, two dates, October 24th in Charlotte at the Milestone, and in Wilmington on the 25th at the Calico. I, I really right. love North Carolina, and somehow, I don't know, we just never made it back there enough. We, you know, we played there about four or five times, but, you know, like, you know, um, we played... Wisconsin 30 times, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. so, you know, you know, part of it's just on the way down south, you know, uh, what, you know, North Carolina, but you, you know, we never had a strong thing in Georgia. And then, you know, you got Mississippi, Alabama. So you, you find, you know, you just want to keep working as easy as possible. And I guess, you know, you, you guys must know it, you know, you get cut out of a certain amount of the culture because, uh, there isn't a direct route. That it's on the way to something. Maybe it's on the way to Nashville. I should say that. 
But well, you know I want to get back to something you were saying about Reagan, because this is kind of the anthem I always heard growing up in the punk scene. And I got into the punk scene in the mid-90s. Me and Odell, that's when we started going to shows. So that's when we started getting into bands. And the narrative was always like, hey, this is cool. But if you, you know, the, the prime time for punk was in the 80s because of Reagan and Reaganomics and all the reasons you were just citing a second ago. And punk rock's about to get really fucking interesting because of this Trump administration. Do you kind of agree with that? That this is going to light a fire and bring back that actual punk movement more than like this hot topic MTV culture well, punk the, we've the had? The country's totally pumped up. I mean, they're out there, you know, protesting, you know, and I, I think it's almost more than Ronald Reagan's era, you know. people. Really oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the impending doom, you know, like once he starts dropping nuclear bombs on, you know, North Korea. It's going to be a whole different world. And um, I think we all kind of realize that. And, you know, here we are, all the global warming, you know, denying it and ignoring it, what's going on. And, you know, here's that big storm in Texas. I, I you know, I just think uh, it's heightening. and it's, it's, it's just what you were saying. It, it, it's, it's, it's a continuum. And it's very sad, and you know, and the only thing you can do is get out there and just try to, you know, network and get with people and get them registered to vote and get them to fight for what's theirs. Absolutely. Cannot agree more. And Odell, I mean, I know you live in Baltimore. Now, I'm out here in Tennessee. Not much is going on here, but you're out in the actual thick of it, man. So I'm sure you see a lot more than I do out there. Yeah, I mean, we get it. I mean, just a couple years ago with the whole Freddie Gray case here, the riots that happened here, um, to literally a couple weeks ago, you know, now you're getting police uh, finally getting uh, busted for staging um, uh, drug deals and staging uh, drug paraphernalia and setting people up for uh, false imprisonment. So all of that stuff is starting to come out. Um, and going back to what Dave is saying, it, I think it's a little, it's, it's, I think it's a little more, I think it's definitely a little more heightened here now, especially with, you know, social media, with everybody armed and equipped with phones and, and, and different types of devices that, you know, even in the eighties and, and early nineties, you didn't get to see what was actually going on until people started bringing out camcorders and stuff like that. And and then you started seeing the police brutality and stuff that people had already been talking about 20, 30 years before that. So, um, yeah, I was just telling Fern today. People find in Baltimore. <laughs> people I was imagine what would be happening right now if we didn't have cameras on our phones. I mean, this is oh, just yeah. what we're seeing with the camera phones. Imagine yeah. how fucking bad it was before that, right, Dave? Yeah, it would have been fake news. <laughs> yeah, Everything's exactly. fake news. They were arguing today if fucking Obama was president in 2005, as if that's a disputable fact. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. It does yeah. not surprise me. So, anyways, let's talk about this new album. Um, I actually went through and read the lyrics, and this had such a great vibe to it. I told you earlier today, lyrically, I think this is some of your best work. Yeah. The, the lyrics to the song are so well-crafted. When I see just hate mongers and these Trump guys come on these um, comment threads on these articles, I almost just want to post your fucking song instead of even like saying anything to them. Just post your song and be like, this says it all. And this song's five and a half minutes long. It's longer than your usual stuff. You put the lyrics right there on the YouTube. I could tell you're passionate about the title track, Mind Trump. 
so tell us a little bit about the mind frame going into this because this has such a like fighting spirit vibe to it and i was really impressed with the work you did on it i can't wait to hear the rest of the album well you know it, well it kind of came together you know it was like actually parts of three songs that all got put together and uh and Al, my drummer Al, Al Fitz, uh, my partner in the band for 38 years, really said, we got, we got to make this the opus. This has got to be, you know, this is our Yes, lady. good word. And, uh, and you, know, we got, you know, instead of writing two or three songs about, you know, light, easy, funny, make fun of his orange hair, get right to the heart of it. And, you know, build that wall and just want to, you know, all, all, all the lyrics that we put in there. And, um, uh, Al is a very talented wordsmith. I mean, he, he's he's kind of a guy like a he, he's a smart guy. But he, oh, he so did, Al wrote the lyrics. Sunday puzzles. He 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 put on half those lyrics. Gotcha. And, oh wow. Okay. And I and I I've been more you know if you look at our different parts of the lyrics, I'm a little more on the emotional end, and he's a little bit more on the cerebral rhyming edge. But we were able to put it together, and really in a matter of two weeks or something like that and really work, working the lyrics out in like three days and then going record it and then doing this tour to Europe. There was just something that was, everything was perfectly in line. <laughs> you know, uh, because it just fell into place and uh, I was sitting here with uh, my partner in bed and we were just going line for line and she re-upped me on, you know, oh, you can do better than that. And, you know, and then she threw in a few other lines and it, it all just, it was just perfect, you know. Like, I don't know. It's not always that way for songwriters. <laughs> uh, sometimes you get that writer block, and it's not a river in Egypt. It's just, you know, really. Yeah, I wrote. You know, album I did six, seven years ago. I think I, I said, I said the word doomed like twelve times. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and you know, and at the time, I thought we were doomed, but. Uh, you know, and I, you know, I, I don't know what I feel now, but uh, it was good to do it in a way where I wasn't just coming back to the same word. You know, it really just, you know, got got to play different parts. It's different parts of his psyche in the song. Yes, and uh, I'm glad you liked it. You know, um, you know. Well, but I, could I, this I, even I, be possible if Hillary was president right now? Do you think you guys would even have an album out, or is there just such energy? against Trump and against what this whole fucked up movement has done to this country that this album could have only been like forged in this furnace of the Trump administration. I guess so. You know, you know, they took they're like, you know, talking about the no Trump, no kick your K line, which is from our song from 1981. Yes. I noticed that. And, uh, you know, gosh, you know, uh, I feel like, uh, I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like they called me back in, you know, they, they, it just, they weren't done with me yet, you know, so, and, then, and that's part of, uh, you know, three years ago, I write in a book that I wrote, I almost died, I had mercy in the hospital, I was very sick, and I made a comeback, and I, I got, I got healthy, and for three years now, I've been doing 120 gigs a year. Wow, wow. Woo! Because, you know, because I don't want to sit around and collect dust. I don't want to sit there and play cricket or, you know, I want to be out there just doing it. And, you know, before Trump got elected, I still wanted to be out there and doing it. Because there is all this, all this, all the problems in the world, you know, from global warming to 
refugees in Europe. You know, they just, you yeah. know, uh, we, we all need to come together and put our best valid effort out there, you know, or, or, you know, might as well just get marshmallows and, you know, prepare for the end, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I, you know, so I, I've just been inspired to work hard. So it was the perfect job for the perfect guy. Well, let's um, talk about Europe because you well, just got back from Europe. What's the vibe over there towards America? What is what are you hearing when you talk to people over in Europe? Are they just floored by what the fuck's going on in this country right now? Yeah, you know, I just did an interview with Sweden, and they were like, "How could you do that?" You know, they were like <laughs> putting it on me that I kind of let Obama go and then I hired Donald Trump. And you know, and I, and I said to him, you know, I was in Sweden. There's people that are against the refugees coming to Sweden, and right. you know, there's, there's the Le Pen party. It's it's not it's not alone in the United States. That whole feeling is a set of people uh, that just don't want to move towards progress. They're they're afraid of change. And and you know, let's face it, the people that ran this country when the computer age came in and they were able to dial everything in, they didn't give the working man a fucking nickel. His standard yeah. of living went down. And so Absolutely. High expectations. You can Google where you're going to take your next vacation. You can't afford to go on your next vacation, <laughs> but you can Google it. And, you know, there, there's, a, there's a lot of people that um, are angry, you know, they didn't feel like they get theirs. And there's this other thing. I was listening to Bill Maher talk about it. My, I have a brother who voted for him, uh, Trump, and he's a real you know, white guy, Christian, feeling sorry for himself in America, you know, just like, you know, just feel like everyone encroached on him and doesn't really see what a, what a, what an advantage he had. And, you know, and just the people turn it into like a pity pot. And there's a whole yeah. bunch of shitloads. There is a lot of self-victimization. Dude, it's like so crazy. Stuff. It's like one of those things, uh, Dave, it's like, you sit there and, 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 and they're, they're more angry than ever. And it's like you won and it, and it's based off of him because he is still complaining about the election. He's still mad that he didn't get the popular vote. And it's like, dude, you're the president of the United States and you're just as angry. Like you got ripped off. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they yep. won yep. the political fucking jackpot of a lifetime. And I remember election night, you know, election night under Obama, especially in 2008 was like celebration, jubilation, something's going to yeah. change. There's something great in well, the we, air. We partied in the street in Portland. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and it's like when uh, Trump I, got elected, I, I, all the supporters were like, you're going to get yours now, liberals and blacks uh -huh. and gays and yeah. fucking immigrants. You're all going to get like it was this vindictive hate fest. They didn't even seem happy. They just seemed like now it's time for like revenge mode. Yeah. Yeah. Those those all right people, they're out there. You know, uh, we're in the punk rock scene, which is kind of like a little closer to street level stuff. And we have this thing in Tampa, Florida, with a uh, storm watch. And you know, storm watch sounds like you know hurricane watch, but they're not. They're like yeah, I'm familiar with right, they are. You know, mm -hmm. far right Nazi, you know, clan kind of group. And uh, you know, and. Uh, Oh, one of the guys in the band uh, did a did a funeral for one of their guys that died, and I just refused to play the show. And everyone was trying to talk me into it, 
You know, and I said, you know, this is a, it's a bad person. I, you know, anyone gets up there and plays Nazis, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not going onto a stage with them, you know, five years later and do it. You know, that, that guy just blew it. And, um, you know, I know, and people, you know, people, uh, then the Stormwatch started sending some threatening things, blah, 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 blah. And uh, he has realized just how fucking scary and crazy that world is. And the yeah. average American doesn't deal with it. Now they're seeing them run on a girl uh, on the street, you know, with a, with a car. And now they're seeing, you know, the, the torches. So, you know, they've been there. They just they just get more, uh, you know, Trump is definitely giving them that, you know, uh, white people going to do it again, you know. <laughs> We're heading to the 40s or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them want a time back they weren't even alive for. Like, a lot of these guys want the 50s back, and they weren't even alive in the 50s. That's the most mind-boggling part about it. Yeah, a lot of people live in, like, a time back. You know, they just, they really do. Like, you see this guy that uh, killed the people in the church in Charleston, you examine his life. They're, they're living in this vacuum of time. They might as well be living in the 50s. And, uh, and, you know, this country and all, I think all these countries in Europe really need to make an effort for people to realize we're human beings. And, then, you know, and I, I taught school for eight years of my life. And, you know, empathy is hardly pushed. Everyone's got to have empathy for each other. And everyone's got to feel like they're in it together. And there's a whole lot of that that's not there. You know, it's just, you know... Uh, uh, everyone wants theirs. Everyone wants a black Well, we're just fucking cat. blips on a screen. So it's easy. You know, I know people. I've had fallen out with people who consider the internet world not real. So they feel like, hey, I can get online and just say the most like heinous, horrible shit to you. And if you see me at a bar and punch me in the face, then you're the psycho because you took it out of the fantasy land of Facebook as if words have no currency. Like words don't mean anything. Yeah, that is very scary uh, how people just, you know, the Internet, it's almost like a barrier. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, empathy training, you know, uh, and, you know, I hope Bernie Sanders has, has a good, you know, I'm going to throw my lot in with Bernie. Yeah, and, me too. Uh, mm-hmm. know, and, and, and be part of that energy that's pushing for a more humanistic worldview and countrywide view of each other. And it's not those people over there. It's it's those people that uh, you know are coming from Afghanistan. They're coming from Syria, where there's really nowhere else for them to be. You know, and have yeah. a little have a little you know love in your heart. Yeah, well, that's just seen having love in your heart now is seen as being a snowflake. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. It's that somehow bad behavior has has been equated with strength or courage when it's the farthest thing from it. And, and even even on our side, to a certain degree, and I understand the rage, but sometimes you know the people can just unbelievably be ignorant, you know, and just you know uh, and react and you know go after the wrong enemy with such vengeance. Yep, exactly. I agree with yep. you there yep. too. Yep. Oh yeah. Hey, I want to play uh, Mind Trump. We have a thing here where you usually play a couple minutes of a song, but your song is so important. I told Dee today. She's like, "You really want me to play like all five plus minutes?" I was like, yes, everybody's got to listen to these lyrics. I know um, a lot of people haven't even had a chance to hear the song yet. 
So, Dave, we're going to actually play this whole song, and I think it's important everyone hears it. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, no problem. They claim immigration is the cause of our plight. All I know for sure is my comp means my fight. Tribe justification makes races no less wrong. Mind comp, mind trump, what the fuck is going on? For you it's illegal Mexicans, for it often was the Jews. Deny it's a tax loophole, you want the Santa views. Kings and queens go taxless, supported by the pawns. Still you claim, Michael's to blame, what the Trump is going on. So what's the great mind Trump? So don't, what's the plan? Like the bankers whose bailout is the punchline to the scam. So they can steal the billions from those they foreclosed on. Pushing loans that cost the homes. What the Trump is going on? Trump, you're unbelievable. Donald, you're incredible. Not so inconceivable. Why to you this is a great when you can't believe it. Because you can't trust it. That is quite disgusting. It doesn't belong in the matter of state. Look in the eye, you always lie. You would deny it's hurtful. It's shameful. So the trust is not just awful. Painful. Think it's a joke. Or a joke. Literal. Not actual. Because the direct can expect pitiful. A factual. You rich little kid. Look at you. What do you think? What do you do? Build that wall. Pathological lie. Criminally insane, tweeted late at night like a tracker who's to blame. Always take the credit, you lay away the blame. Accuse the bus, use the rest, always say you're the best. We declare and for touch you up the back your flame. Think you can hide, run from your past. You lie and deny, you act so aghast, so fungus and defame. So honest shit, so wrongly blame to you, it's all the same. It's just a fucking game. You're mentally unstable For this job unable Clearly you have no shame Mexicans are rapists And Muslims are all bad What the Trump is going on Patronize the Ku Klux Klan You're making folks scared What the Trump is going on Hey man, we're being sincere Robert Barenberg, the tweet lies everywhere around here. What's going on? Hey man, what's going on? Everything you don't like, just call it fake news? What the Trump is going on? Tweet all your fears, bomb whoever you choose. What the Trump is going on? Being a bully is what you do. Such a misconduct, you just countersue. Hey man, what's going on around here? What's going on? Cut all the regulations. Do as you please. Pollute the planet. No more wildlife 
Right on. So fucking good. Um, Dave, have you had a chance to play a lot of these new songs live, or are you kind of holding back into yeah, the official release? We, 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 we performed them uh, the whole tour. And how are they going over with uh, the audience? Well, really, really strong. You know, we played like Athens, Greece, and Bulgaria, and people just, you know, it was, it was really a good feeling that, that people got it. Oh, right good. On. You know, uh, and they, you know, and they expected that of us. You know, you know, they, 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 they want, they want us to stand there and deliver. And I'm happy to say we did. <laughs> uh, we invited like a self-indulgent, you know, girls about our girlfriends or cars or something like that. What's the vibe like after the shows? Because I know, like, with everything so amped up politically, are you just kind of getting mobbed and everybody's like, Dave, what the fuck's going on over there? Uh, you know, uh, sometimes I, I'd, I'd have to disappear because I, I just have so much energy. And, you know, when you're traveling around a lot, boy, the borders were horrible this year. If you're thinking of going over to Europe and you're a touring entity, I thought, oh, man, we got to get to those people in the east. The borders were like four or five hours every border. Yeah, I oh wow! Yeah, I can imagine. It, it, it made for some very, you know, uh, tiring journey. Um, but you know, having said that, uh, oh man, it was just so beautiful. So we we played uh, Sofia, Bulgaria, where uh, we played on a gay night at this political action center, and they, these there's seven thousand Nazis, full on Nazis, living in in Sofia, Bulgaria, and yeah, the people are out. They thought they might come and, you know, attack our show. They didn't. But the people were just so happy for us to be there. It's, it's a whole other world. You know, yeah, like, I can only imagine. I've only been to Tijuana, so I'm not nowhere near as traveled as you are, my friend. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, and, and right now uh, the door is being shut on Turkey. The guy that's running Turkey is a real piece of work. And he's, uh, you know, just shutting down. And all the, you know, the, the 
people that are people, gay people and people, you know, in the arts and that kind of thing are really having the door shut on them. And uh, it's really kind of very, very sad for them. And, uh, but yeah, people were just, they, they really, uh, the, the, the song that I put on there, that people put it together, uh, the people in Greece, and they just mailed it to me, and I just put it online. <laughs> and, you know, it's, 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 it's a bunch of pictures from our Greek show. Yeah. Well, and I know you do a lot of activism, too. Let me ask you this, like, is this tour, I mean, I feel like this tour and this album is an act of activism. Are mm-hmm. you focusing on activism? Are you focusing on your music? Or, like, is it too uh, indistinguishable? We, you know, we, we need to come together and we need to, you know, that's the only thing that's going to change anything. Uh, you can't vote once and go home. And, you know, you nope. really have to network and be, you know, and, and be ready to be there and be ready to answer your email and, and, and be there. So when uh, people are trying to take away things from you, like uh, the government, like Donald Trump, that you really can, you know, you're just not sitting there, you know, watching Hillary, you know, recycle a speech. That you really have a, you really, you know, take it seriously, and that's that's why I would like to feel like a, you know, sixty-one years old. I, you know, I feel like, you know, maybe, uh, you know, uh, like I like a lot of older artists, you know, that just, you know, just just want it to be right, and just want want the young ones to figure it out, and, you know, and try to show them some some of the way. And uh, I just hope that's that's what we're doing. And I do you think they get it? The younger people, I, I, those I, so-called millennials, do they get oh, it in yeah, the same way know, we did? Uh, you know, no generation. Is, I, I had a big conversation about that. You know, Plato's generation hated Socrates' generation. <laughs> like, you know, like uh, nobody wants to hear each other's old shit. It's like when I start talking to people about the scene back in the old days, you know, the kids is like, you know, they turn it on you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nothing, nothing's going to be like it, it was. But, you, you know, some things are, are constant. You know, people get that fighting for your right is just... Uh, and I think North Carolina is right in the crux of it, of needing to yeah. Yeah. go back to the state. And, uh, and you know, and, and, and just communicate with people. I, I just find myself talking with all kinds of people, all kinds of places. Some of them even Trump people, but I, I tell them exactly where I'm at. And... <clears throat> And uh, I give them something to think about, you know, and they, 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 you know, they see their stick and things are wrong and, oh, you know, Hillary's a Nazi or Emma Nazi or whatever the hell they want to say. And I said, that's just not it. You know, you, you got a billionaire who can't see past his belly button. And exactly. uh, he's actually, he's, he's hurtful and it's shameful. And, you know, it's all being proved out and, uh, we got to take this, you know, position away, and not just from him. So, you know, so they have Rubio in there or whoever next to come along. But, you know, someone who can have a humanistic view of the world and, and put that world view into order. Uh, Obama was great. I wish, you know, I wish it wasn't so mainstream, you know. I don't know, Afghanistan was, think about Afghanistan, the money and lives lost in Afghanistan. Yeah, and now we're doing another surge, and all of a sudden the people that were against it are now for it because Trump mm-hmm. said so. Including Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The same guy that was talking about getting people out. So. And that's the amazing thing, right? I watched this CNN panel with six Trump supporters, and they're like, 
hey, how do you, you know, whoever, it wasn't Katie Couric, but it was somebody was like, hey, how do you feel about us going in Afghanistan? Yeah, Trump's smart. He's saving lives. Well, he's doing exactly what Obama did in 2013. Well, what Obama did it, he did it to kill people, you know, to get our troops killed. But the way Trump's doing it's right. And just this total, like, disconnect and just the way that they just switch and pivot positions with, like, with the win. And we were talking Sunday on the political show how Bannon has left the White House. And when you go on these comment threads, every comment thread, I always see, you know, Trump supporters screaming stuff. But you don't see him screaming anything about this Trump-Bannon split because Trump hasn't told him how to feel yet. So they're like, am I supposed to hate Bannon and think Bannon's part of the deep state he exposed to us? Am I supposed to hate Breitbart now? And they don't know, so you just don't see them chiming in because Trump hasn't made a declaration about Steve Bannon yet. And that just shows you like where their mind frame is. Incredible. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. I mean... You- uh, you know, when you sit there and you look at the, the, the division, like with like, per se, like Mitch McConnell and all of them. And I'm like, I do not feel sorry for Mitch McConnell one iota because he helped create this beast. And oh, I was yeah. the first, you, you know, the first words that came out of his mouth was when Obama was like, we're going to try to do everything we can to make him a one term president. We're not going to help him. Well, that just sparked and, the fire. Absolutely. Right They're all about the silent whistles of racism, of fear, all that. It's, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, they, they abet it. And it's, it's just really, it's just really awful and, awful and they should know it, you know, and, and never forget it. And, uh, and hopefully people will be inspired and people like you doing this radio show and you have your listeners and there's going to be, you know, a worldwide effect where it's really, or if it's now or never, <laughs> Exactly I right, Dave. And and to what you said, Odell, I wrote an article a couple weeks ago. You can find it on our site. And I was, you know, making the metaphor, I guess. I was like, hey, it's like the GOP is locked in a closet staring at this monster through a fucking keyhole. And they're all yeah. arguing who's going to go out and, like, face this monster that's ripping the whole house down. And they're just, yeah. like, hiding out, staring at, through this fucking keyhole at this monster that they've created. And it's like, what are they going to do? What's going to be the final, you know, the, the final sticking point that makes them go, all right, we can't just allow this guy to rebrand. I mean, you know, I, I don't agree with a lot of Republican philosophy to start with, but he is rebranding his party in a way that's untenable. I mean, this party yeah. is ripping itself apart. Yeah. Yeah. So? And, uh, and yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not play the fiddle while Rome burns. Let's see if like it's we're all going to go down with the ship, or if we're going to pivot back and all learn a lesson from this. Exactly. Well, yeah, well, if you, you notice, some of them are already starting to make that pivot. I mean, there's been a few key things that they're like, no, we just can't go on with this. This is not going to happen. So I don't know if it's the trend or if it's just people get to the point where it's like, look, I, I, I want to believe that it's more than their own well-being or looking after their own selves because they're the ones that got to go and face the town halls and all of that. But and those town I, halls I have been brutal. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're just doing it to save faith. Um, we'll see. Like you said, uh, it's, we'll see. <laughs> all right, we got a couple we'll... minutes left. I've got to touch on your book, Dave, MDC, uh, Memoirs from a Damaged Civilization. And I want to start off, I want to read this just this last line. You were talking about friendship, and I think this kind of sums it up. 
And you say, that's what friendship costs sometimes. You're talking about, you know, the toll of having different friendships and what it can, you know, the kind of obstacles and what you can go through. And it says, but real friendship, real friendships are one of the things that make life worth living. Let me repeat it, as he said earlier in the book, hug your loved ones today. And I'm, I, I understand that this book was written while you were fighting MRSA in the hospital. But the vibe of this book is this just classic Dave Dichter, or could you have written this book in your mid, let's say, forties instead of your mid, or instead of like pushing sixty? Could you have written this book, like let's say, in your mid thirties instead of in your mid fifties, late fifties, or is this all with experience? And, you know, I'm not good at all that. I know I came to a point in my life where I almost died in the hospital at Mercer three years ago. Right, and I was very sick. And I just, you know, I, I, all of a sudden, I got very just like I want to, I want to do something. I don't want, I don't need to smoke any more pot. I don't need to, you know, I I want to, I want to touch people in a positive way that's going to help. You know, that, that somehow we're going to have a, a better time with each other on this planet, <clears throat> and that's a high lofty goal. But I, I set out to do it, <clears throat> and that's really become alive in the last three years. I had an overall, you know. Uh, you know, rock against Reagan view of the world in 1982 and 83 when we did that. And that was really important, but somehow the seriousness of it, you know, I'm, I'm on a mission from God or something. Uh, I take, I borrow from the Blues Brother movie. Right. <laughs> there you go. And, you know, and the band started back when the Blues Brothers movie came out. I remember that. And when the Muppet movie came out. And, you know, and I feel like going to be my life i'm going to be a musical traveler and you know i'm just going to try to talk everyone out of eating frog legs (laughs) well there's a couple amazing takeaways from this book one of them was and i think this is something that goes towards your legacy that you can really be proud of like mdc your music it's so energetic it's so relevant I forget how old you are until I'm reading the book and I hear you throw out phrases like the hoods and rumbles. And I'm like, damn, like Dave Victor has some miles on him, but you wouldn't fucking know it from listening to your music. And I think that's a true testimony of what you guys have done. Yeah. um, Oh, like wine. I got better in the end. You know, I I don't know. uh, (laughs) I'm humble. And, you know, I, I just hope enough of us folks can get together and, you know, we can really global warming and we can really do the things this planet has save the mammals the elephants the rhinos you know and it's just in our last 30 40 years it's done nothing but go down yeah uh, true that you know, uh you know i don't i don't know how these bill gates can stay positive saying oh i really believe in the future you know i just don't uh i just don't see it you know a future without elephants maybe but uh it's just crazy, uh, and I'm, I'm I'm here with you guys. Call me back anytime. Uh, you know, you got my Facebook handle. Uh, if you know where I can be effective, let me know, and uh, I'll, and I'll be with you folks too. All Absolutely, right, man. will. All right, well, let's, an honor. Yeah, let's wrap it up there, Dave. Before you go out the door, please tell everybody where they can find you on the interwebs. I can find me as Dave Dichter on Facebook. Uh, I've crossed my, my friends room, but that's very easy on Messenger. I'm on mdcops at hotmail.com. Uh, it's like MD cops, you know, millions of dead cops. Uh, right. At hotmail.com. 
that's a fairly easy one to do. I'm not going to be silly and give you my phone number because I know I'll, you know, I'll be talking to you. But, uh, but if you contact me through, through this, through messengers, Dave Dichter, just like the book, four letters, Dave, and then Dichter, like Dr. Bullard and I instead of an O. Uh, I'm there. I'm, I'm, and, you know, I, I write every person back. It's a point of pride, you know, uh, uh, and to just get better with our lives and, uh, and to help each other with our loads. And I'll, I'm down with all the good people. So feel free to bring my, ring my phone or send me an email and say, hey, what can you do? And we'll, we'll see what we can do. Also, check out DaveDictor.com, too, and you've got your store yeah. up and running as of today as well. All right. right. I mean, my, my brander would say that. and I, I haven't been real good at getting all that stuff going, but, uh, but yes, there's DaveDictor.com. Right on. All right, Dave, thank you so much. I know things have been hectic yes, for Dave. you. I cannot appreciate this enough. Thank you for calling in today. All right. You have a fabulous day, both you guys. You're true, hey, thank you, Dave. You uh, too, man. Proof with souls and, you know, Let's get together with about, you know, uh, 10 million more of us good souls. And let's try to, you know, wake everyone else up and steal the country back. Yeah, Sounds October good, is man. my daughter's um, birthday. You're actually playing on my daughter's birthday in North Carolina. Otherwise, we would be there because I'm a hop, skip, and a jump yes. from there. Yeah, you know, one of the guys that's putting on the show is David Baird. He's a guy, he's a great guy in Central Carolina. I had no shows like a week ago. And I put it right on Facebook. Anyone knows where I can get a show in North Carolina? Now I got shows coming out to the zoo. I got we're playing too, but there's a lot of great people in North Carolina. Just really, uh, you know, corrosion of conformity. We're from there. We played back in Raleigh in the old days. Wow, but, uh, you that's guys a history. Do well and everything you do, you're right. You never know when the piano's going to fall on you. You never know when that case of Mercer is going to be uh, wrapping you up. Uh, you know, from an infection that they don't have the antibiotics for. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Uh, super bug, as they say. But nothing but love, brothers. I'm right Same here. to you, Dave. Thank you, you too, so bro. much. Right. Hey, we Bye-bye. didn't get a chance to do it in the beginning. Dee, why don't you tell everybody what is coming up and where you can find the archive of tonight and other episodes? Of course. For those who are living under a rock before today, you can go to tincan.media. Just so you're saying tincanmedia.com. No, 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 no. Type in tincan.media media and hit enter and you will find all of the wonderfulness that uh we house there on our network and don't you love being a 21st century digital boy (laughs) very much um and we will be back on september 10th with uh the funny thing about politics we're going to have travis Harmon from the red state update very funny show and on kettle of fish we are going to have comedian kate hackett and then on our next musical osmosis be sure to tune in because we are going to have super ugly from unified school district and Woo-hoo. yes it's going to be really really finally we're starting to get a couple um hip-hop groups on odell i've been trying yeah, to we're get this done for years <laughs> we're getting there we're getting there Oh, yeah. and also... Um, also, D, don't be modest. Where are we going in November? Well, okay. Yeah, I have a couple things. Okay, so in November, wish me luck, send good vibes. Um, on November 17th, I have a 10 a.m. to audition for America's Got Talent. So, All right. Yeah, I'm finally going to do it. I got tired of everybody yelling at me every if time. If you I win a million dollars, am I still going to be allowed to podcast? You are, but I'm going to hire somebody <laughs> to do my job. Um, 
because <laughs> I'll be too busy. No, and also everybody keep an eye on the Tin Can Media Facebook page. Um, I believe it's facebook.com slash Tin Can Media Co., like CO. Um, our buddy Doug from Life is Hard will be here in Tennessee with us next weekend. And uh, nice. we're probably going to do a live vodcast or podcast or drunken stupor craziness i'm sure while he's here so uh feel free and if we're revealing secrets and i know i think i mentioned this to you odell i'm gonna you know barring any tragedy i'm gonna launch my new web series the misadventure of saucy the misadventures of saucy in october where i travel around and meet different guests that i've met on the show and cultivated a little bit of a friendship with and okay. I do – I spend a day with them doing the things that they're known for. So yeah. I think I'm going to spend a day in October trick-or-treating with Mormo and another <laughs> day in October, the same weekend because uh, Mormo and Rachelle from King of the Nerds live you know, a couple cities apart. We are so going to um, nerd out with her. Like, yeah, nerding be, out with Rachelle. I have a feeling we're going to do be super a little drunk. series. I, I have a feeling that the episode with Rachelle – um, one of us is going to get a tattoo or a piercing that we didn't plan beforehand. Um, I think it's going to be kind of a hangover situation, but I think we'll still have all of our teeth and no face tattoos. So, yeah, gonna... no Nicholas, face. So that's too Nick, far. You, you, you can get some boobs. Yeah, <laughs> like that guy in Vegas. That's you know, I got to put the story out before we go. So there's a guy in Vegas. This is like 20 years ago. <laughs> And some asshole is so rich. This is what I call having too much money. This guy had just lost everything at like the casino table. And this guy that was sitting next to him, multimillionaire, was I was like, I will pay you fifty thousand dollars to get breast implant, to get breast. Yeah, I remember that. That's a rich motherfucker. Did. But here's what makes yeah. him richer. I will pay you an additional twenty thousand dollars a year for every year you keep him. Imagine being yeah. so literally rich that twenty thousand dollars of your income a year goes yeah. to a practical joke. Yeah, he literally <laughs> like seriously, if he lived if he lived where we live, he would just be like, dude, I just have to stay in my house and have boobs for a year and I don't have to work. Like seriously? Yeah. Like that's that's about the cost of living for a single person here where we live. So I wonder so, how you write that off. I know. All righty, Odell. <laughs> feels great to be back on air with you. Um, D, we're going to play some No More Cops by Millions of Dead Cops. We'll see you guys in two weeks. All right, bro. <laughs> My dream-